0: Okay, welcome back, everyone. Hope you all had a safe and happy new year. We didn't get the best result for our cricketers this summer, but can't win them all. Uh, Hi, Dave, our other cricket buff here. Welcome back to our first podcast for 2021.
1: Hi, Mary, and hi, Daniel. You know, it's fantastic to be back. Not so fantastic that we couldn't bowl the Indians out twice in a row, but such is life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was gutted, gutted. But anyway, on to to more interesting things now. Let's kick off. Some of you might recall that last November we spoke with Daniel Turk from Turks Legal about insolvency, and we focused on the uh, all-popular government-supported insolvency holidays. We touched briefly on the fact that there was some draft legislation being tabled that would introduce a new type or class of insolvency in Australia. Well, that legislation is no longer draft and actually commenced from 1 January 2021. So Happy New Year. It was triggered by um, our Treasurer, John, Josh Frydenberg, in response to COVID-19. Um, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about that today with Daniel. So welcome back, Daniel. It's great to have you back.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me back. Happy New Year.
0: Thank you. You too. So Daniel's, um, our guest today, is going to explain some of the reforms that can help your clients not only going through this new process, but also any businesses who are owed money from a small business going through this. So Daniel, can we just start by recapping what actually triggered the reforms? We'd be interested to hear your summation around why these laws were introduced, were they necessary, and what we hope to achieve by introducing them?
2: Yes, well, the government is concerned that there's going to be um, a large amount of insolvencies, and especially in the small business or SME end of the market through 2021 and beyond. And so, what they've done is put in place some new measures uh, to have some companies that would normally go into an insolvency administration and have to stop um, and close down their businesses if they're wound up uh, have the opportunity to simply put a proposal to their creditors where they can, um, well, their creditors will accept a deal in relation to their debts globally and they can trade on in that period. So they introduced a whole new regime outside of insolvency administration, to uh, which they call restructuring, which is to um, uh, try and lower the amount of businesses that go into insolvency administration and and have deals done. There are also some other um, changes that have been brought in um, around uh, companies with um, debts under a million dollars that go into a, a wind-up to simplify the liquidation and have less costs coming out. It's the hope of that and um, and also some measures to put in place to give companies time to think about um, appointing a, a restructuring practitioner and avoid being wound up in that period. So there's, it, it, there's about four different um, areas which the government is focused on in this legislation, and it's really to... Uh, because they're expecting there to be some more insolvencies and to try and... Um, have less insolvency administrations and more deals done with creditors. Okay, but um, it's
0: not—it's not. Um. So just really quickly, it's not when you say to put um, in place opportunities to put a proposal to their creditors, and therefore continue to trade. It's not about forgiving the old debt completely, is it, or or is it?
2: Uh, no, it's not about forgiving the old debt. And under this new reconstruction regime, uh. During the reconstruction period, which so what what will happen? The the reconstruction practitioner will get appointed by the directors when they think that the company is insolvent or will become insolvent shortly. And uh, over the next four weeks, they will have to put together a plan to go to their creditors about the debts that were owing to creditors by the company at the time of the appointment of the practitioner. In the meantime, they can't pay those old debts. They're not allowed to. And uh, they can keep trading on, but they can't pay the old debts. And a plan goes out to all the creditors who were owed money at the time of the appointment about a deal. And you'll expect that it's going to be a compromise deal um, on their debts or um, a deal where they're going to be paid over time in relation to their debts. And it's put out to all creditors for acceptance. And um, once you have creditors approve that generally it's binding on
0: all of them right okay okay thanks all right a linked
1: question i guess to what you've been saying daniel um so with the reforms uh, what are the reforms and can you explain in layman terms what these reforms are and who they're targeting so kind of linked into what you were just saying
2: yeah so first of all you've got um a a, a, a thing called temporary restructuring relief and What that is, is that companies who um, have debts of less than a million dollars and think that they are going to now look at appointing a reconstruction practitioner to put a deal to their creditors, they can file a declaration to that effect with ASIC and it's it's open information on the ASIC website for everyone to see. And if they file that document, they have temporary relief from statutory demands, being served on them, um, uh, unless they're for debts over $20,000, normal statutory demands for companies that haven't filed such declaration are only $2,000, and they go for 21 days. If you have filed this declaration, um, creditors can only issue a statutory demand on you for payment in t- if, if it's a six-month demand and for debts over twenty grand. So, that's going to give some relief from um, companies that would be wound up over debts um, less than $20,000, and also, if they f- sign that declaration that they're intending to appoint um, a reconstruction practitioner, they have relief, the directors have relief from insolvent trading. So, the debts they incur in the ordinary course, they even if the company is insolvent, they um, aren't going to have personal liability. This temporary restructuring relief, the mere filing of a, of a declaration with ASIC that you're intending on appointing somebody, that comes to an end at the end of march so this is a very temporary thing at the moment that's only going to go for the first three months of the year that's the first thing they are put in place and it's really to try and stop companies being wound up by creditors who are thinking about um, appointing a reconstruction practitioner then you have um, this reconstruction regime which is coming which is a new thing just like company administration where you have an administrator appointed who takes control of the company's assets and um, deals with creditors about whether it should be wound up or an agreement should be reached through a deed of company arrangement, you now have this new regime called business restructuring. And what happens there, the, 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 the restructuring practitioner who's a liquidator, practising liquidator, gets appointed by the directors and he's got uh, four weeks to put a plan Prepared by the directors and the company to all the creditors about um, a, a, comp, a deal in relation to their debts going forward for them to accept. In the meantime, the company is still in con- 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 the control of the directors, and they can trade on. Um, there's some restrictions about uh, them paying off old debt; they're not allowed to do that, uh, but they can certainly trade on. And um, a deal will um, we put to creditors who are owed money at the time of the appointment um, for them to accept or reject. And if they accept it, then that plan's done and the company moves on and they've agreed to their old debts being the subject of this deal. If they don't accept it, then the company then is back on its own and somebody can then proceed to, um, uh, they'll appoint an insolvency administrator or be wound up. So this small business, this this business restructuring, it only applies to companies um, with debts. total debts of less than a million dollars. Right. And it's not a valid proposal unless they've already paid all their their, their employees out.
1: Mm.
2: So there's no employee entitlements owing and right. that they've lodged their tax returns. So, um, look, it'll be interesting to see how many companies um, are actually eligible for this. Um, the government must be expecting that there will be a lot as a result of the events of the last year. Yeah.
0: So... Now we've got a bit of an idea of the the second point about reconstruction regime and what a reconstruction practitioner does during that four-week period. What about the creditors in all of this? Because they're going to have to agree to a plan, possibly lose some money, but the company can continue to trade. So why, well, two-part question, what about the creditors in all this and why would they want to continue trading with a buyer who was unable to pay previous debt? Because I assume the reconstruction practitioner doesn't guarantee future payments
2: yes that's right so once the reconstruction practitioner is appointed uh, if the if the company um, wants to order more stock and incur more debt then the practitioner unlike an administrator the practitioner isn't liable for that himself or herself so it's it's on the company to pay so it's very important that creditors are satisfied that they're going to be paid by the company for any supply once the um, practitioner has been appointed. It's During this period of time, creditors really can't do anything about their old debt, but consider the plan. Um, there's moratoriums during this period on issuing proceedings, continuing proceedings, uh, chasing guarantors of the debt, uh, enforcing PPS security interests, such as retention of title over stock, All of that is put on hold during this period. So if they do want to order more stock, if you can't get COD, uh, you need to be very careful about and and be assured that you're going to be paid for it um, uh, during the reconstruction period up until when a plan's put in place and even um, going on from that point. So creditors will need to be looking out for uh, the email or the letter from the reconstruction practitioner about the deal, he has to or she has to write to everybody, um, all the creditors that they can find immediately about their appointment and put the proposal forward. If they don't, if the creditors don't respond to it, it's too bad. Your vote's not counted, but you'll still be bound by it. Uh, creditors need to disclose what their debt is or confirm what their debt is from what the practitioner is. Um, Thinks it is from looking at the books and records. Uh, If creditors have PPS, ROT, they're regarded as secured and they're not supposed to prove for that secured debt unless they want to give up that secured debt and prove as an unsecured creditor. So this is something that um, some of the creditors who rely on retention of title and are intending on getting their stock back, they really need to be careful about how they disclose their debt back to the practitioner at this point in time, otherwise they'll be giving up those rights um, if they intend on getting the stock back once the plan's put in place. So there's a few things for creditors to worry about, but you know, really look out for the plan. Um, uh, if, you, if Only prove for your unsecured debt if you're intending on going back in to get your stock back and you don't want to deal with the company going forward. And, for, and, and make sure you're satisfied for any ongoing purchases that aren't COD that you are going to be paid for it.
0: Yeah, that, that's the part that makes it trickier, the ongoing trade, because um, the, the whole point for the buyer is to be able to continue to trade, but creditors have to be willing to continue to trade with them. Mm.
1: Um, yeah. Okay, um, Daniel, look, a lot of our customers are represented by brokers. Um, what advice can you give brokers going to creditors' meetings? What are the do's and don'ts when attending those meetings?
2: Yeah, so with the reconstruction regime, mm. there won't be a classic creditors' meeting down in the office um, of the liquidator. So he'll be or she'll be sending out a letter um, saying, this is what we understand your claim to be and... You need to get back to them to, if any, dispute about the debt or the amount within five days. So there's some strict timelines on the creditors to deal with that, especially when the plan comes in to, uh, that they, that you know, unless they vote on it, um, they'll be subject to what all the other creditors vote on the plan and, and they'll be stuck with it, whether or not they've put in a, um, confirmed their debt or not. So it's, brokers need to really, make sure that their clients are aware of this so when they when when the plans come through the clients are dealing with it in a timely fashion otherwise they could be prejudicing uh their claims and this is really going to be important with i think retention of title like creditors that rely on decent recoveries through retention of title and you know if they ignore this allow for their claims to be proved for the full amount of their debt not reducing it for any stock that might be on hand and then they're giving up those retention of title rights there could be some unhappy people down the track Mm. if they do go to want to go and seize their goods and find out that they've blown um or they've given away those rights through um not dealing with the reconstruction period properly
0: okay um if we can just ask a couple more questions we understand that there's changes uh, for bankruptcy reforms for sole traders also going to come into play. Can you give us a brief um, overview of that as well?
2: Yeah, so unlike the corporation's um, changes which have been enacted in legislation and are um, now in practice, with the bankruptcy, what's happened is they've put out um, some papers about some proposed changes. At the moment, they're really to do with debt agreements that uh, uh, insolvent sole traders may want to put in place with their creditors. You've always had these debt agreements, personal insolvency agreements in the past. It looks like they're just changing the thresholds for those at the moment. So um, it's it's to make it easier for um, the, the, the insolvent sole traders to be Eligible to put these proposals to creditors, so it's it, at, at this stage. It's not too much that's going to affect the trade creditors um, from I, I can see, or any significant changes to bankruptcy at the moment. So, but this is something we just have to wait and see because it's just been a submission paper that's only come out over the last week or so.
1: Now, uh, Daniel, like if you look at all this, do you think these laws are a good thing? Like, yeah, what's your opinion? Uh, I think
2: the 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 reconstruction laws
1: are I've got
2: some good aspects to them and and having this sort of situation where the company can stay in control and possibly trade on and do deals with its creditors and and keep going these smaller companies instead of an insolvency administration where 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 you've got these smaller companies where there's been very small dividends that are being paid to creditors and everything shut down and um, uh, a lot of work has had to be done by insolvency practitioners. I think it's that can be good. I don't like how they've dealt with PPS creditors through it. I think they've um, potentially exposed PPS creditors to some heavy losses during the reconstruction stage because under during the reconstruction stage, before a plan is agreed, the company is allowed to sell security stock Subject to retention of title in the ordinary course of business, and there's moratoriums on creditors being able to go and seize their assets. As distinct from in an insolvency administration, where whilst the administrator can sell that stock in the ordinary course of business, he needs to account back to the secured creditor. There's no there's no equivalent wording in the reconstruction about an accounting back to the creditors. Once the plan is put in place um, and agreed, if there's still stock there. Those creditors with with ROT can go in and 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 take steps to get their stock back. There's no there's no issue there. But I am I do see some concerns about ROT stock during this um, four to six week period where there's um, reconstruction plan is being formulated and there may be some threats about court action if they don't keep the proceeds set aside and 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 not use it to go and buy. New stock and all that sort of thing. So there'll be that, that that's one thing that concerns me with it all. And I, and I and I really think that the creditors and brokers who rely on ROT need to be on the ball with this and yeah. and having the right correspondence going out early to try and protect their rights as best they can.
0: But you're saying there that with the the risk to PPSR or PPS, um, that they lose their right to go and, and grab that stock during that, that reconstruction period. But are you saying that they also lose their right to proceeds as well, or that's the part that's unclear?
2: It, it's it's unclear. And on one on one look at this legislation, I think that there's no problems for the company to um, sell security stock stock on hand as it would in the ordinary course of business, and there's no obligation for it to um, put that money aside to pay the secured creditors later on. Um, and there's there's unlike an administrator and I think that if um, it, it, it's just it's 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 nowhere near as clear those obligations on the company selling the stock as it would be for an insolvency administration yeah. and it's it's it, I, I think there's this potential exposure period for creditors that's a, maybe a hole in the legislation at the moment but look there's nothing stopping creditors who have stock on hand um, threatening to go down to court to get orders to secure those proceeds at, at any time it, it's it's something which it, it's an annoying thing for for creditors to have to do but that from what from what i can see so far before we've had too much practical application of this legislation i
1: see that that's something which creditors need to consider doing
0: okay did you have any other questions dave
1: uh yeah just one question uh, daniel we understand there's been some changes to company liquidation can you can you bring us up to date on that
2: yeah, at the same time that they have brought in the legislation about this new reconstruction regime for companies with debts less than a million dollars, for insolvent companies that have actually gone into liquidation and are being wound up by liquidators, there's now some procedures or new, new law that if the debts of the company are less than a million dollars that the liquidators can apply what they call simplified liquidation procedures, which have far less reporting obligations on them and uh, no committees of inspection and try and do the meetings virtual. But importantly for creditors, um, where the liquidation goes into this sort of simplified mode for smaller companies, preference claims, unfair preference claims are limited to claims over $30,000. So they can't claim $10,000 claims in these smaller liquidations, and for payments that have been made by the company to creditors in the three months before the relation back date, rather than um, the six months, which is the normal situation in, uh, in 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 every other company liquidation. So that's another change that's come in, um, and and creditors have the opportunity to vote out of having a simplified liquidation. But we will see how many, you know, of these liquidations the liquidator wants to apply these rules going
0: forward. All right. Well, thank you. Always um, don't know how insolvency discussions can get so interesting, but they do. It's been a really good discussion. Thanks, Daniel, on insolvency. And um, we'll definitely be keeping a close eye on the development of how this legislation actually plays out in practice as opposed to what we think might happen. So thanks again for giving us some really good insight and hope to speak to you again soon. Any uh, last words there, Dave?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, just thank you to Daniel and thank you, Mary. And I just do want to point that Josh Frydenberg's uh, media release on this is also going to be included in the show notes to this show. Okay?
0: Great. Thanks. Stay safe, everyone.
1: Stay safe.